0: Hello, Chosen family. Thank you for listening to the Chosen for Legacy podcast. In this episode titled Purpose and Second Chances, we will be interviewing artist and author C.W. Allen. Hailing from Cleveland, Ohio, C.W. Allen moved to Chicago in 2009 and has been loving people through creating platforms and opportunities for change both on and off the stage. Today, Jeremiah Holmes, Chicago native and podcaster of the Free Game podcast, will be interviewing C.W. Allen about purpose and second chances. Have you ever asked yourself the question, what is God's purpose in giving me a second chance? What does a second chance look like in seasons of change or transition? Today, Jeremiah and C.W. will be discussing these questions and more on the Chosen for Legacy podcast.
1: Yo, yo. It's Jeremiah Holmes, man I'm on the south side of Chicago Born and raised in a woodlawn community Uh, Just to let you guys know a little bit about me I'll be, you know, filling in For the chosen family today Uh, I work on the south side At Sunshine Gospel with the youth But also, you know, I got my own podcast With a couple fellas The Free Game Podcast So go ahead and, you know, check us out If you're interested, we talk about all sorts of other things and things like that. And then I have another creative individual, you know, mm. rapper, he had his own podcast
2: and- And then I, I fell off.
1: He, you know, <laughs> artists, you know. <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself, man, real quick.
2: Yeah, my name is C.W. Allen, and uh, I'm an artist here in the city of Chicago as well. Live on the south side, the South Shore community. Been over here on this side of town last 12 years, originally from Cleveland. But I love music, I love people, and um yeah, just working to better the community around me.
1: For sure, man. Yeah, for man. sure. Sounds beautiful. You know, I just wanna, you know, what we're gonna be talking about today is purpose and second chances. Mm. So got a couple of questions for you, and you, you know, give us the real spiel, man. Tell us what you think about them, man. You know, how what the bible says about it and you know facts just give us facts that's man. what's
2: up yeah let's have this conversation so
1: first question is what is god's purpose in giving you a second chance
2: yeah i think as we think about uh purpose and and opportunity and second chances we see all throughout the bible that god gives people opportunities to get things right because he knows like we are real frail people like mm-hmm. we're we pretty whack right <laughs> if we <we're> honest <laughs> But uh, God's purpose and second chances can look different in in many different ways, uh, depending on the context and the situation. And as I I think about my own life, uh, I feel like my life is a big second chance, Mm. you know, uh, Mm. from my parents up. Just I I have parents. uh, I watch my mom as a kid and my mom always tells a, a funny story that when her and my dad were together and I was little mm-hmm. they got so high that they circled around Cleveland for hours going on the way to Virginia like they was just high with me in the back seat circling around the city and right. that was like <laughs> that was who that was them right. you know um and my mom has been in AA alcoholics anonymous for over 25 years and I am a product of a second chance. Mm. Like she got a second chance at life when I was 12 and she went through rehab and, and got clean of all her different addictions. And so I'm, I'm, I'm living off a second chance and I'm, you know, I'm grateful for it. That's
1: beautiful, man. That's yeah, beautiful. Bro. You know, second chances is definitely needed. Um, You know, I had a friend when on our podcast, we was talking about relationships and, mm. you know, saying that. One of my friends on the pod was just basically like, you know, no, nah, I wouldn't give her a second chance. You know, I was moving on, trying to do what I gotta do. It was like, if you if you went to jail, you would want a second chance. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, when it comes <laughs> yeah. down to the nitty gritty, you know, the consequences get, you know, real hard, and, and it seems like you can't bear it. It's like, man. Let me get another run at that. That's right, that's right. Right, and we just did what? We just did a I don't know how many retakes for this intro. I'm like, let me get a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just I, that's beautiful, man. But even well, and,
2: and you know what? Just to even speak to what you just said. Like even when you get a second chance, that doesn't mean it's devoid of consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I look throughout, like the Bible, like David, a man out the guys on heart who broke all ten commandments. Right. Really look at what he did to Uriah, and stealing his wife and killing him. Mm. Um, but David was willing to repent and change his ways, and because of that, he was seen as a man out the guys on heart. But he still did some jacked up, foul stuff, and he paid for it. His right. kingdom was never the same. His kids, like his son, raped his daughter. His kids were never. His kingdom was never quite the same and had the oomph that it had when he was doing it the right way mm-hmm. there was consequences even though God still had some restoration in the situation so I think you know there's a reality that even with second chances we still might have consequences from them too
1: yeah that's yeah, yeah that's definitely real let's get into the second question though uh what has what has a new chance meant to you in your walk with God
2: um you know <laughs> I've had a few different times where I I feel like I've had a second chance. One that I could particularly think of at the moment is probably my relationship with my wife. Mm. Like I've never cheated on my wife or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. Um, Actually, me and my wife's relationship is very unique to me in my story because my wife um, never had a boyfriend prior Mm. to me, never had a kiss, any of that. Mm. I didn't see anything before we got married Mm. like that for me that was different you know i'm not saying every relationship was off the rails or over sensualized or anything like that but i am saying that that was a completely different situation and um you know i remember when we started dating and um you know she would be hurt just thinking about the reality that i had these other relationships and some of them that went too far Mm -hmm. and and that baggage that I carried from it that I you know have had to deal with over the years as consequences and my wife I visibly look at her as a second chance Mm. like she looks like a second chance to me you know Mm -hmm. it's a gift that that I really didn't deserve that at times I'm just like man and I'm I'm still you know a dummy like every man yeah. <laughs> still you know say and do things that may hurt her feelings but she's a visible second chance and then um you know I think as I as I look at life that that's probably like one of the the most tangible ones I can think of but I, I've had many opportunities and second chances uh, even my job I'm at right now, mm. you know, like I may not be here forever, but they welcomed me back with open arms right before the pandemic and my tours and everything happened to get canceled by the pandemic. Right. So it was like, God gifted me with a job, a situation, a second chance to be at a place that I love um, and protected me from going broke in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's
1: <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I felt, yeah, man, I, I could definitely resonate with that, you know, especially what's been talked about on, the, you know, the Chosen podcast and with cancel culture and things like that. It's yeah. like I feel like this, this generation is just, especially mine, as you know, I'm, I was born in
2: 1997.
1: you that Z thing, I'm, right? You know, I'm Z babies or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> second chances is really – Abnormal to us, people. Mm. They, they, you know, you, <laughs> you do one thing. It's like, alright that's noted. You know, we may say we forgive you, but you're not getting a, a second chance. Oh, and it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's definitely like, hey man, I just want a fresh start. Like, let me, let me get that fresh start. Because even what you said, like, second chance is uh is devoid, is not devoided from consequences, but it's also just right. like, man, let me. Let me get that second chance to just get that fresh start. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, to just even though I got all this baggage, let me just go ahead and and show you. Like, let me reroute real quick, you know. Mm. So but.
2: Yeah. and, And you write about that. I think that we live in a in a society where we think X people out immediately. And that's just not what we see throughout the gospel for us as believers, but it's just, it's not, it's not the way we're supposed to function as humanity. Like we're, the reality is there's sin and brokenness in the world. And mm-hmm. we are broken people. We going to make mistakes. Right. And, you know, I was talking to a young girl earlier. She's graduating high school today. And she was just telling me about her dreams and her excitement and her little eyes were lighting up. Mm-hmm. And I was just excited for her. And I told her, well, you know, as you go shoot your shots, fail. Mm, yeah. It's cool. Like, you need to fall on your butt to grow and right. to learn and to become better. You need that. You need that. And and you need the second chance after and the third chance and the fourth chance, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's a reality, I think, for all of us that we just we need that opportunity.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. That's a word. Um, let's get into our third one. Uh, what does a second chance look like when it comes to transition and change?
2: Mm-hmm. That's a that's a weighty question. What does a second <laughs> chance look like when it comes to transition and change? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we can fumble the rock when it comes to transition and change. Mm. We can easily do it the wrong way because, you know, when you get accustomed to something and comfortable with it, you don't want to change. You don't want to adjust and shift. But when life and seasons change, you have to adapt with it and, um, I think the people who handle it the best are the people who are willing to say, I know that there's room for failure. Right. Like there's, there's room for me to, to fall on my butt a little bit. You know, my wife uh, was really cool and allowing me to go do music full time. So I did it for four. I did it full time for two years. I was going to do three mm-hmm. and I got pulled into the job I'm in now. <laughs> <laughs> so It was like an accident how I ended up coming back, but it was great. Mm. And, um, Every year I was watching the money grow where I was getting to the point where it was becoming Mm self-sustaining. But, you know, that first year I made I made a little under half of what I made with my job. Actually, I made less than half. And that's still thinking about paying rent and eating and all of that stuff. And my wife was there, and she was like, "We gonna." I'm a, I'm, I told her, "Give me three years." Mm-hmm. So year three was gonna be straight, right. but I was only in year one at that point. And uh, year two, it grew a little bit, little bit more. I started gaining more traction and learning the game and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it was a big transition. And, you know, and she was willing to walk that transition with me and allow me. Now, it doesn't mean it's always easy, especially when you're with somebody who's creative and dreaming. Right. (laughs) But she she was down for the cause. And, um, you know, when you think about, like, your 20s, that's a big season of transition. Yep right like you get in your first place your second place you probably get in your first serious relationship Mm -hmm. or uh that's you know that you're thinking about taking to the next level
1: new job or something
2: new job starting careers leaving college i mean i feel like my whole 20s were all transition Mm. i was so glad when i stepped in the 30s bro (laughs) (laughs) and i mean there's still transitions at times even later in life but it's just like transition out the transition and you just have to know that you have to be gracious with yourself. So for people who are perfectionists or, um, very much like I only can do it this way or it has to look like this, they struggle with transition, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. I think is, you know, I think the biggest thing I'm hearing is basically like, and which is understandable. People are, you know, they don't like being uncomfortable. And I feel like, yeah. um, you know, um, being uncomfortable is abnormal because we are so used to being comfortable. We Americans. Yeah, we <laughs> Americans. You know, it's you can go home, you know, go to work, go home, sleep, repeat. You know, yep. a schedule is, is, is normal. Let and
2: me eat and watch somebody else entertain or right. work out. <laughs>
1: it, it's just like so many things that keep us comfortable and yeah. to have something, you know, uncomfortable is abnormal. You know, following God and and giving your life to God, that's uncomfortable. Cause you got Very to much. you gotta stop doing some things that you were probably doing that wasn't pleasing to God. Mm. And that's not always that's that's tough.
2: That's super uncomfortable.
1: And you even look like um, you know, you know, prophets of the Bible of you mm. know, uh um, Joseph, Jeremiah, um, even even Noah is, is like that's to, to just Follow God and not, you know, have people look at you like, man, what is this man doing? Like, right, right. Like even like, why is he building this big old boat and it's not even raining? Or <laughs> there was no rain. <laughs> right. I've never seen it. Like <laughs> right. what what is he doing? It's just, it's just abnormal. So it's just like being uncomfortable is. I feel like it's very, it's needed in life because once you yeah. get to that point where you comfortable being uncomfortable, and you, it's, it's trouble, man. Like, you can yeah. do anything.
2: Mm. Yeah, and comfort and safety are things that we make values, and, and rightfully so. Like, we, you know, when you look through the Bible, it speaks to finding life to the full and Shalom. Like, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing, and one day we know that that'll be perfect, but the reality is that's not the most of the world's story yeah. that is comfortable. Like, if we are not in a war-torn um you know, Ukraine Mm -hmm. situation, we are privileged. That's a privilege not to be in that situation. And I'm not saying that we should strive to be martyrs or or jump into conflict. But what I am saying is that don't allow our comfort and our security to be the measuring rod for, you know, are we being blessed or is, you know, life perfect, you know, because sometimes conflict makes us the best people that we are meant to be. Mm
1: and even just like and it's just one my last one for this is self-sabotage and you know me some people i'll mm. be are comfortable just you know just like man i ain't really gonna be none so i'm gonna keep it at that yeah like i didn't fail so many times impostor I'm syndrome yeah, yeah i'm just yeah. gonna be i'm gonna just be a, a slave to it and not mm-hmm. even try no more so it's just like yeah that's that's it, it could be real dangerous um we got two more questions for you man for sure so this one is, how should we as believers give others a second chance?
2: Yes, yeah, believers, we, we definitely have to go to scripture. There's a few different instances that we see throughout um, where people are given a second chance. I think Jesus is the most famous one, right? Like mm-hmm. he gives the whole world a second chance yeah. <laughs> on the cross and raises. <laughs> but there is plenty of people in, in different examples where this happens in... Um, in the book of Galatians, the second chapter, Paul is talking about his conflict with Peter. And you think like Peter and Paul, they had, they was, they was about to throw the hands. Mm -hmm. Like it was real. And Peter was chilling with the the Gentiles. So it was all good. And every day he was eating different meals with them. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a Jewish man. And one day they bring out the ribs and he's like what's that? <laughs> and they're like, oh, these ribs. He like, ribs, let me try those. <laughs> Goku, them joints. Uh, next day, they like, hey, Pete, come on over here. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, oh, what's that? Man, we got some ham hogs. <laughs> ham hogs, what's that? <laughs> you know, a Jewish, he ain't, he ain't never ate that stuff before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, third day, he come back, he like, hey, what y'all got for me today? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, right? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, he, he ready, but, Uh, So he begins to develop this relationship with them, eating their foods and uh, acting like a Gentile himself, Mm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But uh, Paul gets there and he realizes that when uh, it says that men who were from James's camp, so some Jewish leaders who were part of James's crew, the other disciple, they come down to uh, to the area to just survey things, to kick it. And they see uh, Peter, and Peter is acting like he doesn't know the Gentiles he was just eating with. Oh, like he acting funny with them, and him. he he's sunning them. Now he back perfect Jewish Peter. Yeah. And so Paul says, "I had to oppose Peter to his face. Mm. He stood as a man condemned." Mm. Now, face value, you look at condemned and you think, "Oh, he going to hell for that." But yeah. actually, when you translate it, the word condemned there actually means he was just in the wrong. Right, and and so. Paul confronts him and says how is it you who is a Jew but acts like a Gentile is treating the Gentiles this way now and what's even more crazy is when we look at Acts chapter 10 Peter had already been told by God that it's okay for the Gentiles to be led into the circle. It's okay to eat their food. It's okay for them to be them and still be Christian. Right. So why do you got a fake? All right. If this is what you enjoying, You ain't got a lot of kicking. You ain't man. got a lot of kicking, <laughs> but, but this is Peter, the rock of the church. Like Jesus says, you will be the rock on which I build my church on. This is Peter who be cussing people out when they tear his roof <laughs> up in the gospels. Mm-hmm. This is Peter who cuts somebody's ear off and who denies Jesus. But yet God gives him a second chance. Yeah. God gives him another opportunity. And so as believers, um, we we could take a few things from this. One, there will be times where we need to call people out, of course. Yeah. And, you know, whether it be you stand as a man condemned yeah. harshly or it's a subtle like, hey, bro, like, let's pull it together. Right. But the reality is um, we have to give people second chances when they are willing to turn away from the broken things they're doing. And even when people are just struggling and they just need a second chance to do something yeah. right. Like there is this precedence throughout the Bible that we as, as people, as believers are called to be people of the second chance. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. I think, yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. I, I, I agree with all what you said, man. I think, you know, having a second chance, you know, us being believers, mm. It could be hard, you know, to give others second chance depending on what they did. Cause some of us probably has been hurt many, many a times. Or even yeah. like you said, like sometimes we just need to go up to that person and just, just say, like, "Hey, man, hey, bro, hey, sis, like you hurt me, mm. or you know that that's not right. You shouldn't be treating them like that, you know." And, and just to you know get that out in the air, opposed to just keeping it to yourself and then. That's festering up into something even bigger than what it could could be. Yeah. So mm. I I definitely agree with that. I got one last question for you, man. Yeah, for sure. Then we can wrap it up. We'll send it to Live for the for the wrap up. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, how do you allow yourself to be open to a second chance? How do you forgive yourself?
2: Mm. <laughs> So I am an artist, and naturally I struggle with imposter syndrome. Mm. Uh, I remember I was in in college, and our communications professor said, "Creatives and communicators are the most oppressed people in the world." Mm. And um, he continued by saying, "So get ready because you're gonna pour out so much that you're gonna just you're gonna be exhausted, and on top of that, you're gonna feel like people aren't listening, or you don't have enough reach, or whatever it is, and and you're just gonna beat yourself up." Yeah. So my last album is called Still Dreaming and I felt that in a real tangible way. I um you know, I've had I had things said to me during that that period that really just stuck in my head when they shouldn't. Have. I had um, I started working for a record label mm-hmm. as a as an executive as the operations manager. Mm-hmm. But when you work for a record label, they look at metrics and numbers and fan base, like record labels aren't necessarily looking to build a artist up the way that they used to from mm-hmm. They don't find a Jackson five at the YMCA and turn them a superstar. That's right. not, they, they kind of get on your wave that you have. Mm-hmm. And so as an artist who is mostly local and regional, like I, I do shows and I eat, I did it full time, but it's nowhere near the level in which a record label would look at it and say, we want you, mm-hmm. you know? but you're working for a label and you're seeing all these numbers in contracts and you're like, I'm just as good as such and such, right. but they would never pay attention to you. Yeah. And that can be so depressing, um, as an artist who happens to work in the industry. But then also, um, you like during this time we had the pandemic happening. Mm-hmm. So I have a depression because I can't be with people and mm. I'm a people person. And, mm. um, It's just lonely. There's no more. All my shows got canceled. I was planning on doing 100 shows that year. Mm. Gone. Mm. In a fellow swoop. All of the groups that my job, I host groups, and they come and learn about the city, and God's heart for it. Gone. Mm. In a week. So I'm sitting in my depression for months, and I'm just like, maybe I'm whack. Mm. Like, maybe... Maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. You Maybe know, my time is know. up. Yeah. Oh. You know, and the culture says when you turn 30, it's time to hang up the mic, which is so goofy. Like mm, the yeah. best rappers over 30. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Two
1: chains, uh, like 45.
2: He, man, he didn't <laughs> pop till he was 30 something. Yeah. You hear me?
1: Mm.
2: Uh, and so I, uh, you know, I was sitting there internalizing everything, the things that people said and didn't say. And the things that I, I, did, I wanted to say but couldn't say, and I just felt like, this is over. Mm. And um, I, I wrote this song called Love in the midst of it, and it's on my last album, but it's just me realizing what the true love of God can do in the midst of that situation, mm. and him re, redirecting my focus. And when I tell you redirect, like... I wrote a new brand brief, which is like what we use to kind of define our target audience and who we are as, as a as a brand. Yeah. Uh, I redid that. I redid everything. And God was showing me it's not over. It's just a new season. Yeah, it's just a new transition. It's mm-hmm. a new audience. It's a new sound. Mm-hmm. It's a new wave. And um, and that was one where I think I, I really uh, tangibly experienced a, a second chance and in, in forgiving myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And being able to say, you still dreaming, it just looks different.
1: Yeah, and it kind of sounds to me like, you know, what I look at is, like, second chances should re- re-energize you. That's right. Like, it makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Like, I love basketball since I was probably eighth grade, freshman year of high school. And to have the thought of me working on my game and saying, I'm working all the stuff I'm bad at, it just gave me energy is like mm. once i get this stuff that i'm bad at yeah you know that i'm that i'm horrible at and i'm pretty good at all around what i'm doing i feel like i'm gonna be a monster mm. and that's the same <laughs> with god like you know it's just like man if i'm focused then i ain't gotta worry about you know this part and this part if i work on yeah. this like i'm gonna be the best follower for god ever <laughs> like and so, it's, yeah, second chances, man, They it should be looked at. It's re-energizing, mm. and you don't ever even know what could happen from a second chance. It's like every good p- comeback story is usually from a second chance. That's right.
2: Our favorite stories are the second chance mm-hmm. stories, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's yeah. that's good. That's a good word, bro.
1: But, yeah, man, appreciate you, Dub, man. We're going to go ahead and send it out to Liv, and she going to go ahead and exit us out. But, you know, it's Jeremiah Holmes from – South side of Chicago, man. And this is CW Allen, you know, rapper, uh, artist, songwriter. You know, all the hat is he got is is full, man. He got a lot of hats. (laughs) So Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Thanks
2: so much for having me. No
1: problem.
0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast on purpose and second chances. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow us at My Chosen Experience to stay updated with events, future episodes, and giveaways. Also, don't forget to give a follow to Jeremiah Holmes from the Free Game Podcast at Free game underscore pod and C.W. Allen at The C.W. Allen. Until next time, this is your host, Liv Peterson.